What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes Society podcast. I'm Jones. And I'm Candace. And we're a real podcast having real conversations with real people. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on iTunes under the Stakes is High podcast. Get social with us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also using the Stakes is High podcast hashtag. Check us out. And And welcome welcome to to our our podcast. podcast. What's going on, everybody? What's up, C? Hey, June. Welcome to the new listeners. Hopefully you guys... uh, Tune in, go to SoundCloud and iTunes, like we said in the be- beginning, Google Play. Yeah, we're follow, everywhere. Subscribe, Stitcher. do all that good stuff, please. Hey, to the everyone who's listening, please, 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 I do, I want to emphasize going to iTunes. See, yeah. iTunes is real important because that gains us, that gives you, iTunes seems to be more important than the rest, from what I hear, mm-hmm. just because. It's the main uh, podcast platform. Yeah, it's the main pla- uh, podcast platform, and also it can give us ratings to where we can start falling in line with some of the big dogs, hopefully yeah. one day. Yeah. yeah, rate, subscribe, yeah. all that. Yeah, please, please. Leave a review. There's been some good reviews to where I've seen people, especially our last episode, I've seen a lot of people, you know, having discussions there. So please, we respond. Well, C responds. I don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so please, um, you know, uh, do that. Last week, see how you feel about last week's episode. Uh, it was it was cool. Um, there's okay. uh, definitely getting a lot of feedback. Yeah. Um, some people want to do a part two of what you think (laughs) should we i mean i think there's uh more that can be discussed more in you said a man shouldn't be the mediator and i i no i said it would be nice to just have just two females conversating Mm. you know and um sharing and conversing and just kind of um getting down to the nitty-gritty not to say that you you weren't a good moderator because you were kick me out no you were no you were a great moderator you were but just saying just having those two voices just together and having it be a little more organic yeah, I don't, I'm, you know, I kind of have a mixed feeling behind it. I don't know if we should, I think it is, I think it was a good conversation to have. Yeah, I think maybe if I went on their show. There it is. That's something like that. I don't want to continue to beat up, yeah, go in circles right. and become redundant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but anyway, a shout out to Kells, uh, uh, Mary Ann. Mm-hmm, the Real and Raw Podcast. Yeah, the Real yeah. and Raw Podcast. Thank, Thank you guys, guys for, for coming, coming on. on. That was a very sensitive subject uh, to, you know, to discuss. So I thank you guys for coming on and. You know, hopefully someone else can, you know, piggyback off that conversation. Yeah. And I mean, I think it, it already started. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway. Yeah. See, your president is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your president's. Uh, nah. Dude. He's uh, he's made a lot since he's gotten office. He's yeah. several executive orders. You know what I think it is, man? I think he's trying to do everything he said real quick. Because he know he's about to be impeached. What are you getting impeached for? I'm telling you right now, the whole plan, the GOP's whole plan was to go ahead and elect Donald Trump, let him come in, wreck shop, impeach him so that Pence can become president. Pence is who they've always wanted. Pence is going to do the same thing, though. No, I mean, he's just as bad, if not more worse. People forget Pence is the politician. If not more worse. He's Yeah, he's. Yeah. Is that even is that grammatically? It's not. Okay. It's not. It's not (laughs) even close. But yeah, like but yeah, I get what you're saying. But watch, <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he's he's terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's bad. He's bad. He wants he's, he wants he's gays electrocuted to be to turn straight. That kind. That's yeah, you know, like that he's stuff, he's so. just as bad. Don't don't get yeah, it twisted. It's not yeah. going to be even you know. But you know, I hear a lot of people saying what you're saying. They think he's going to be impeached within within two years. You know, so uh, with the Muslim, do we even have that long? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't make yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, I banning know. people. I mean, now that's a whole nother podcast we can discuss. It that, is. Cause it's, uh, it is. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah, but anyway, 
Yeah, well, maybe that's something we could talk about next time. Yeah. Maybe. He's probably going to do something else before that. Before that. We'll have, we'll have a long <laughs> list, a laundry list. No, nah, we ain't even got to have it. Just go on Instagram, go on Facebook, and you can hear any Trump conversation you want. So uh, I don't want to. Yeah. So anyway, um, this week we have a guest here. Yes. You know, this dude is very, very, has been very, very uh, influential in my life uh, from young boy, you know, all the way throughout high school. You know, I, I tell everybody, I've told people before, me and my father didn't get close until I was in college. He was always around, but this dude kind of somewhat played uh, a father figure in my life, um, although we were just a few years apart. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, I learned a lot of good things from him, a lot of bad things from him, probably more bad. <laughs> but nah, nah, Corruption. you know, <laughs> it was all learning experiences, you know, and this is kind of something I want to talk about today. But before we get there, I want to introduce our next guest. I have my man Chip here. What's up, bro? How you doing? Good, man. What's happening? Man, it's a pleasure to be here. Welcome back to Indiana. Yes, I was in D.C. <laughs> and uh, I heard all about the podcast. People were talking about it. And yeah. So it's an honor to be here today. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. Um, Thanks for coming on. Mm-hmm. See, this is uh, this 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 who taught me, um, yeah, my bad stuff that <laughs> I always talk about. So we have you to thank <laughs> for the job. Uh, no, no. Nah, nah. We were just we, learning and growing yeah. as young men. That's, that's we was like teaching each other. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, I appreciate you, um, you know, coming on, man. Um I mean, tell them a little bit about yourself. You know, uh, you know, you said you was out in D.C. and everything, but go ahead and tell a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, so I was in—I've been in D.C. for about 16 years. I'm in education. Uh, I was a principal of Anacostia Senior High School in Washington, D.C., and then I just transitioned back here to IPS, where I took a leadership role in IPS to support principals um, on the east side of Indianapolis. So around. 23 schools on the east side of Indianapolis. I support them. Um, I don't like to use titles. That's not my style. Yeah, but yeah, director of principal development over the East Learning Community. So. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah, man. I I remember you went out to DC. I, I remember uh, you leaving here. You know, because you Indianapolis. You you're from Indianapolis. Right. And then you y'all moved to Marion. But I remember you moving out there, man. I was like, dang, dude took off. He'll be back. Nah, you took gone forever. <laughs> you know, I had to learn about myself. And it was a good experience for me to try to just carve my niche in society and see what I really wanted to do with my life and what was meaningful for me. Yeah, because you went to school out there. Yeah, I went to Hampton, under, <clears throat> Hampton University undergrad, yeah. HU. Yeah. My sister and I went to Hampton. The real one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what's up. The real HU. <laughs> right. So yeah, man, you did some coaching out there, though, right? Yeah, I coached uh, varsity high school basketball yeah. at Frederick Douglass High School. Um, I taught history, okay. um, every every portion, government, U.S. world, um, and then I transitioned into leadership. Okay. Um, where I took an assistant principal job at Dunbar Senior High School. Okay. Um, which wow. Is, which is the D.C. version of Christmas Addicts, which uh. is the historical. Mm-hmm. The school um, you always hear about. Yep. Okay. Dunbar. Yep. So I was there, and then I took a leadership role at Anacostia okay. Senior High School as the principal. So. Okay. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Man, we got to talk about basketball. I don't want to do it right now. C <laughs> might get bored. But it's something we got <laughs> to talk about it, though, towards the end, at least. But, man, what I wanted to talk about, man, um, today um this is adult podcast so man say what you want you know but okay yeah say what you want how you want it but uh what i wanted to talk about today was kind of like i said in the beginning i learned a lot from you and um you know we both were kind of living under a household of a single mother 
And um, but I wanted to learn was uh, did we how we um, how we were work, how we were able to develop as men learning from our peers, basically. You know what I'm saying? So, what, yeah. <laughs> a lot of Ice Cube and Scarface and Ghetto Boys. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, because we've had this conversation before, man. Right. What do you think, like, what are some of the pros and cons with that, man? You know. <laughs> so, <clears throat> when, I, when I frame this, I always think about it. Um, it's that's, that's this is a hard question first. Yeah, no uh, doubt. But I think about it from the lens of what if the father isn't a positive influence on your life and you've got him in the house. So everybody always says young men need their fathers yeah. by any means necessary. But well, if he's a crackhead, if he's a dope fiend, or if he's not, or uh, if he works modeling every, modeling yeah. what should be done by a man then you're defeating the purpose. That's that's one right. mm-hmm. lens. I also feel like, even though I didn't have my father growing up, when I really needed a male influence mm-hmm. more than ever was in my early 20s, my mm. 20s. Um, do I buy that house at 23? Yeah. Do I, what do I do? But, what steps do I take? But my question is, aren't those the things to where when you're younger, when you're younger, aren't you? don't you think like, those are the things of how you they mold you to understand those things. You know what I'm saying? Like you start young. So once you become 20, it's like, oh, pop's been molding me here since I was 16. Credit. He's been telling me about, you know, all the necessary things to make sure I understand it is what it is to, you know, now it's time to buy this house. You know what I'm saying? I see your, I see you know your I mean? perspective. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, when I think think about it, my mom was a phenomenal woman. So let me say that yeah, up front. She, yeah, she was. So anyone yeah, who knows is, my mother, is. you know <laughs> she uh, goes hard for her family. Let me tell you uh, something about. Let up. me tell you something about D, man. She was smaller than you, see. <laughs> but man, she everybody's scared of D. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that voice coming? She screamed, "Chip!" We be like a mile away, and you hear that voice. It's like, uh oh. <laughs> she, she. So I don't, I don't. I want to definitely uh, give her a shout out before. Yeah. Um, she never missed a game. Nah. Um, my mother was disabled, so for her to do the things she did, the way she did, and to put me in a position to where I could go to college or. Uh, where she took care of our immediate needs consistently to where I'm not taking care of my mother now, just as a testament to her mm-hmm. and the things that she's doing now. I'm taking care of her physically a little bit, but not financially. And I know a lot of young people our age or, you know, you're at that age where we, we start, start taking, taking care of our yeah. parents. Yeah. So um, she's done, she's laid a foundation to where she doesn't have to do that. So I want to give her a huge, huge shout out. Uh, my sister as well um, but growing up the father in the house specifically I just feel like it could go either way right right um, right yeah and you know and we I think C and I talked about that before because or maybe mm-hmm. but we talked Briefly. about yeah we talked about a man who's working 80 hours a week you ain't seeing your kids anyway right. so you can have a father who who has a, a who's rich 
who has the hugest house or on the even block. rich, like you know, or just you, just working because you yeah, have to provide. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. So a lot of times people say, "Man, he, he you know, he could have a per- a father in the house," and like you said, it, that doesn't mean he's going to be the father figure. Right. You know, or what I'm pour into your child or pay attention to your child. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I mean, you know, I guess I kind of can I can speak on that question. So I think the pros are with you know the the way we did it as far as having each other and having your peers you make a lot of mistakes there's a lot of mistakes that's made and i seen chip make a lot of mistakes i'm like nah i ain't doing that (laughs) (laughs) or you know or we make the same mistake and he can be like nah man he's giving me a lot of i remember one time uh shout out to um uh and i ain't gonna say her name but anyway (laughs) when we was in high school This dude trying to give me some advice. There was this girl, right? Mm-hmm. And she was cheating on me. Mm-hmm. She was cheating on me with this older dude, right? I didn't care. I, I, you know, high school. I don't know, man. But she was cheating with this older dude. So Chip was like, you better go. It was at a football game. It was packed, you know. And there was a whole bunch of all the black people sitting in one section. And he was like, man, you need to go up there and break up with her right now in her face. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, and I had this fake gold necklace that oh she used God. to wear. She was wearing it, but she had another boyfriend. Oh, my God. So Chip was like, you go break up with her and tell her you want your necklace. And uh, he said, I'm going to sit up. He said he stayed down because I had to walk up in the stadium to break up with her. So he stayed down there to watch me. I went up and I'm like, hey, uh, I need my necklace back and we breaking up. Man, she snatched that necklace off and threw it in my face. I was looking like, I looked down at him like, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) You know, those little tiny things like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those are some of the little small things. It's like, dang, man, I probably could have did it not in front of everybody. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you you, you know, you live and learn. But, you know what I'm saying? But I think that are uh, some of the things that I think where we feel short, though, is, you know, man, when we didn't have... When we when we needed that man to say, nah, man, you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Because we were still young trying to guide each other. But we needed that man to say, nah, uh, do this this way. And that's not how you treat a lady. And that's yeah. exactly mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things where we feel short from, especially on treating a woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that That's one of the things to where and I've always tell that, like, mm-hmm. since, you know, not having a mother in my life that I should have and the, the I was learning from peers we was just like women 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 you know what I'm saying and right. didn't know how to treat them you know so I definitely agree, I definitely agree. <laughs> like when you do get in a relationship what's enough what's too much you know yeah in terms of support for the for your significant other so it's just a lot I agree with you 100 percent on that yeah <laughs> man yeah but I don't I don't know man I, I mean would you change it bro I would change some of the things that I've done <laughs> over the years. I would change um, the people I stopped talking to consistently. I don't think I would change um, because it made me the person that I am today. Exactly. That's what and I was I, And I feel comfortable with who I am. Yeah. I would change, though, going back and, like, how we didn't talk for, yeah. say, a couple of years or whatever. And then yeah. I happened to see you at the gym at yeah. Fisher's. And I'm like, yeah. hold on, is that? Yeah, yeah, you know. So I would change those things. Do you think that? I mean, is that another thing that falls into with men? Like, salvage the as you become men, you realize like, and, and the mothers teach this a lot too. But like, nah, them ain't your friends. You know how to value oh, relationships. Yes, you know what I'm saying? yes, that's huge. Yeah, that is huge. You know, and I think that you know those are things that is that adulthood, or you think that's like 
you know, what do you think that is? I, I think I think it's one of the things, um, like as a parent, I, I know my mom and dad always said, you know, we'll let you make your own choices when it comes to friends. But like, for instance, I've had a friend that my mother kind of knew wasn't necessarily just always, mm. you know, and she, and she never said anything bad when we were growing up, and, you know, never made it, never made her feel uncomfortable, never, but she was just kind of just like, and then something happened, she's like, I knew that person wasn't your friend. Mm. You know, and she was like, I always wanted to let you find out because you do have to learn and you do have to grow and you do have to go through that stuff. You have to, you know, lose a couple of crappy friends to understand what it's like to have a real good friend. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, man, you know, I think as I become older, like I said, as as I turn into to what you want to call, you know, whatever, whenever you became a man and when you turned into a man, I think you do value value relationship valuable relationships you know you Mm -hmm. have to look at that and be like nah that is a good person that i want to keep in my life or nah i don't want to keep them in my life you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so man one question that i that i had like when do you think you became a man because that's always a hard question like i always try to think back and be like damn when did i you know, when did you become, you know, become a man? Because it's not necessarily 18 or 21. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It has nothing to do with your age. Exactly. Yeah. What, what do you think you, you know? I just think you're consistently evolving. Um, I can't put a time yeah, on yeah, yeah. when I became a man. You know, a lot of times when I speak to family members, it's like when you start paying your own bills, when you, <laughs> yeah. this, or, you don't ask me for any money. Well, if that's the case, then I did that about 22, 23, but I still think I was a long way off. Yeah. From being the man that I wanted, that I want to be, I still still think I'm a long way off. But what is the uh, definition of a man, though? Right, and you get that. Who do you get that definition from? So exactly. one thing that I always think about is a lot of the things are defined by my um, elders. Mm. So if I have a family full of women who are my elders, then they're defining manhood in a in a in a way. That may not be the same definition that I would want as a man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I struggle with that a lot uh, because the message is is different, to say the least. Yeah, for sure, for sure. See, it is. That, I mean, I, I guess I can. I mean, that's a good question. I may want to ask a woman. Like, what do you, what do you, when you say he's a man, what do you define that as? Well, um, for me, a man defining that would be a strong individual someone that you know can take care of himself emotionally spiritually financially because all of those things matter it's not just being able to pay bills okay you can pay bills but (laughs) do you know that you know you how to talk to somebody on the phone (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying do you know how to talk to that bill collector i mean it's i mean in Making sure that, you know, he's doing the right things for himself, taking care of himself, of his health, going to the doctor, mm. you know, things like that, that, you know, kind of always fall by the wayside, you know, I, I mean, that. so it's, it's full, of, it's multifaceted. It's not just, you know, yeah, like being a provider, up, you, Ma- know, you know, check, check your blood pressure, check your you know. blood pressure, you know, <laughs> check your diet, check your diet. Yeah. It's yeah. stuff like that. So I mean, it's, that, it's, makes, that makes sense. It's yeah. physical, it's spiritual, it's your health, it's your wealth, it's your mind, it's your body. You know, knowing that, you know, if something's off, you know, you're strong enough to say, well, I do need to go talk to somebody. Mm. You know, it's being able to be vulnerable. So a, a man is, is all of those things. <laughs> a man is all of those things, just just as it is for a woman. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I, I think I, I before I came here, I was thinking like, of you know, things to talk about as far as that. And I was like, damn, what is it? What's the definition of a man? What's the like definition I just of asked. a man? 
But, you know, I think, you know, I try to think back and I think like like you said, Chip, I think I was in my 20s, you know, um, you know, you go through a lot of trials and tribulations when you go to college. Mm -hmm. You know, you go through the I'm broke. You go through <laughs> people ain't answering the phone when I need you. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go through that like you go through that hungry stage of like, you know, I don't have anyone else here. I got to figure out how to get this done. Right. I, I you know, you, you go with the responsibilities of like if you don't go study, if you don't do this work. You're not gonna get Ain't nobody else gonna do right, it for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I had a couple of chicks write me some papers, but other than that, <laughs> like a secret. But nah, but <laughs> it was an English major. She loved writing papers. So, of course she yeah, did. So. But nah, I think you know I think you know, really like I think of when I when I became a man is when it was like I don't have anyone else to call on. Mm -hmm. I have to do it. And you have to be responsible. I have to be responsible. Mm -hmm. Like here's the responsibilities and if you don't do this something gonna happen to you right. you know what i'm saying you right. can't be like hey can you you know when you're a kid that's why i think grown grown men who still being baby by their mother mm. you know what i'm saying they mm -hmm. living and living at home mom paying bills mom doing this mom doing is that a man or is that a kid you know are right. you still you, I mean, know you may saying? be 25 but you're still acting like a seven-year-old exactly mm -hmm. and, and and we all probably know some 50-year-olds still out here mm -hmm. acting like mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah that's you know and I think I think one of the things that one of the questions I had, Chip, like I was I was thinking like since we went through what we went through and, you know, having kids and what are some of the things that you think that you now that you have or that you will teach your, you know, teach your sons or even just daughters or kids, period, as a man here it is. Here it is. How to be a man. How do you mold them? You know what I'm saying? What, mm -hmm. what are some of the things you take there, you know, that you have done, you know? Well, my son is currently a second year teacher at Westlane. Shout out to him. He's a history teacher. So I'm so proud of him. That's awesome. <clears throat> He's moving forward. He's in education as well. Um, some We just communicate really, really well and that it's okay to communicate and mm. to share with each other I let him know when I'm not sure about something or where I need help with because initially he would come to me thinking I had all the answers because mm. I made some what seemed to be some pretty good decisions professionally or whatever the case is but <clears throat> so he would always think I had the answer sometimes I'd be like no you know more about this than I do mm. so let's lean uh, on your dope. expertise at this point that's dope. Um, so I guess that's a time frame when I'm being vulnerable. Yeah, th that's my, huge. My, uh, I guess I'm, I felt as though, you know, growing up, you think your father has all the answers or mm. your father's going to be able to do everything or shut everything down for you. Um, so if I, if I said anything, it's the open line of communication. Um, well, I called, we were on the phone last night at about 1030. He's on his way out. He's like, Pops, I got to go. I got I got something I'm about to do. You, we need to get off the phone. You're not dad right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we just communicate pretty that's well, so it's good. That's, that's awesome. That's and that's awesome that you can admit, you know, hey, I don't have all the answers. Right. I mean, because you're right. When you look at your parents, you think you know, they're your parents. So, of course, they have the answer. When well, they're supposed to. You, they're supposed to. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, you think yeah. that. But it's, it's awesome that you can be, you know, that honest and that vulnerable and that open. You know, you know, that's I guess I kind of want to transition into the next. And, I, and that kind of goes off with what Chip is saying. I want to transition into, well, before I go there, I think, you know, you know, I got a three-year-old, so mm -hmm. I'm, 
trying to figure out how I'm going to do this thing every day. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that right there is very important. I didn't, you know, I'm like, man, you know, when he gets old enough, I'm going to have to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, I say that now to my daughter. I don't know. Not not even like, you know, (laughs) daddy, why can't I? I don't know. But I'm talking about like sometimes, I mean, growing up, I'm going to have to be able to say, I don't know, because I don't know everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? And let's work this out together. Let's figure it out. (laughs) Let's figure it out. That's the thing. We'll we'll say, let's figure it out. I'll be like, let's figure it out. Yeah. 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 You know, tech savvy guy. (laughs) Whatever it is. Yeah. 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 But, um, one of the things I wanted to go into about single parent mothers, can they raise boys to be men? That's a question that, you know, I, I, I always think about, you know, kind of had, you know, I, I lived in a single parent home and, and as well as you. And regardless of the issues that I had, you know, or regardless of the, the issues that my mother had, you know, there still was some discipline and structure there. Maybe not the best, but there still was some there. Mm-hmm. I always say I had a long leash. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we definitely had we definitely had a long leash. <laughs> a long leash, you know. I mean, I couldn't go all the way loose, but I still had a, you know, it was you know, it was still kind of long like you know, I could, I was that dog that can get across the street because the leash was long enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, what y'all, what do y'all think about that? You know, see, first, I, I mean, you know, I guess I wanna I wanna ask you that. Do you think you know you being married, so you and you having a daughter? You know what I mean? It's a little bit different, but yeah. just off just the experiences of life, do you think a single mother can turn a boy into a man? I think she can, but I don't think I don't think she has to do it alone. And, and I think that's the one thing we're skipping out on is just because she's a single parent, that doesn't mean, you know, she has to raise that child alone. We, we hear, you know, it takes a village and it really does. So I think in the case of a single mother, it's her having, you know, that that mentor, that pastor, that coworker, that family friend, that uncle, that brother that mm-hmm. helps her help guide. I mean, she can do it, but she's not going to get everything so you don't think she could do it alone no i don't i don't i don't think she can i don't i don't think any of us can do it alone though with you know being even me being married without mm-hmm. our village i know we couldn't raise our daughter the way we do mm-hmm. so i don't i don't think any parent can do it alone okay so I, I think if you have you know people that are supportive of you as a parent and they help you raise your son i think a single woman can successfully ra- i i know several men that were raised by single women and they all had at least one person that was a man help guide them in that experience I, I'm trying to think back man whether it be a coach whether it be a teacher <laughs> I mean I'm not trying to deb- no. I mean because what you're saying makes sense it does it makes sense it does. but I don't think I had it. But like, you don't think at all? I, I mean, I don't think there was anyone who invested in us to the level that you're talking about. Okay, exactly. I see what you're saying. Exactly. I mean. okay. Were there people there? Yes. Were there people who modeled certain things? Yeah, because we play us? we play sports. That's we what I was going to say. I, I know you guys good. play sports. People would be want to be around, but uh, to your definition, yes, that you define the definition that you gave. No, that dude that's going to put you in a headlock and be like, "Listen, man, you're tripping. You're tripping." I didn't. I had a now playing sports. It taught you teamwork. It taught you, you know, those type of things for mm-hmm. sure. But that was as a group. But I didn't have that that man to be like, and, and you know, 
my grandfather worked all the time. My dad, like I said, he became that in college. Mm-hmm. You know, but growing up, I, I don't, I don't know, man. We, we lived across the walk from each other in the in the apartment. Yeah. I can't name any person that invested in us. No, who told us we need to keep our grades up? That was us going to be on the As team. A, so that we, was we a man. Our, there was no one. There was no one. No, who, we kept our grades up because we wanted to play basketball. We wanted to play basketball. We wanted to play sports. Because if you got F, you got kicked off the team. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I mean? So no one was like, like I was a. My thing was I didn't understand like the value of the the value system of getting good grades. Right. Mm-hmm. So my system, my grade, my grades were good because I knew how to hustle to make the good grades, and I wanted to stay on the team. And then at one point, I was like, Yo, I want to go to college. What do you have to have? All right, I'm gonna get this minimum so I can get in college, mm. and that's what I did. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and I wish, you know, like we wish said, I wish, different. I wish, you know, somebody would have been like, man, come here. Here's the here's the degree that you need to pick when you go to college. Mm. Here, let me help you out. Yep. And here's the blueprint to get there. This is the scholarship, yeah. or like we didn't have a counselor that told us, even though you get an athletic scholarship or even though you get this particular scholarship that gives you a bunch of money, you still should be applying for all of these other. So that you don't have to take out loans and have to take out any money and it's less burden on your parents. Yes. There was no one. And I'm just using that as the example. There was no one that ever told us that I can't. Was there anybody who told you? Nah. I mean, no one told me I had a scholarship playing basketball. They were basically done. They didn't tell me to do anything else yeah. at all, period. Wow. When I went to school, we, you know, I had the 21st Century Scholars. I'll shout out to them. That came yes. in like when I was in <laughs> middle school. <laughs> I remember that. But, um, you know, that was for lower income families that offered them to pay for their, as long as you didn't get in trouble in high school mm-hmm. or from middle school all the way to high school and get do drugs and all that kind of stuff, you were able to get that you were able to get that scholarship. So it paid for your tuition. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Like, I didn't have that man to put me in a headlock and be like, fool, they paying for your tuition. You don't need no more loans. Get the minimum loan and... Don't cash out. <laughs> because guess what? When you're, when you're 30, you're still going to be paying. St- I didn't have that person to be like, nah, that's stupid. Don't so you do didn't it. have that person or you didn't have that man. Man, yeah, okay. exactly. exactly. Okay. But let me go back to your question. Let me go, go reversing it, or not reversing it, rewinding it. What do you think about... You know, being raised by a single mother, how do you answer that question? Do you think single mothers, and even if not even if you're pinpointing it on yourself, because we've already kind of somewhat shared our experience, but haven't? Do you think a single mother can raise, could turn a boy into a man? Can she do it alone? Alone, no. You're influenced by everybody around you. But I would say, to answer that question, can they raise a young man? Yes, they can raise the young man, mm-hmm. but they're going to be influences outside that sort of guide or mold and shape the person that he becomes. Um, like I said earlier, C's definition is a little rigorous to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> but to get to that point mm-hmm. to where someone's open-minded enough to go to the doctor or to admit when they're wrong and those kinds of things, yeah. yes. But can they raise them to be productive citizens in society? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've seen. I mean, there's too many. I mean, oh yeah, examples. Right? Oh yeah, we're sitting here. Right? <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, exactly. But I guess I just think about man. I think about the things of like. Here's the things that I always say. Like to answer the question. Like we said, just to say, can they be successful? Yes. Yeah. Totally. But to what you were saying, the village aspect of it, 
is missing from a single mother raising a boy into a man. So, for, for example, I want, like, like Chip said, he was able to communicate with, I had to learn to communicate because I understood that communication was important. Before, I'm like, you know, you know the definition of a man, the simple definition of a man, a man goes to work, he raises a family, he doesn't cry, and he sticks his chest out, and he doesn't complain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the quick that's, definition of yeah. a man. And the reality of it, that's not the complete definition of a man. Right. A man, like, I wanted, I needed someone to tell me, hey, man, it's okay to make a mistake. Mm, yeah. Okay, man, it's okay to cry. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to express those emotions. It's, it, yeah, mm. it, express your emotions. It's mm-hmm. okay to cry. Mm-hmm. Before, you ain't crying in front of nobody. You know, if you did, you hit it or you, or you, oh, man, you look like a little punk, man. Why are you crying? Nah, sometimes you got to cry to get that pain out yeah. and say, okay, you know, now let's deal with it. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to admit being wrong. It's so you know all these things right here that we had to learn later in life when right. damn near it's like, man, you know, I should have learned. It 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 have saved a lot, you know. And I think those are things that hopefully I can tell, you know, I can teach my son and be like, nah, man, you you were wrong. I had a problem being wrong. I still take to this day. I argue and argue and argue. You don't say. Because I'm not wrong. I'm always right. Really? I needed a man and be like, nah, man, you can be wrong. <laughs> you know. But as as an insecure man, men have insecurities. Oh yeah. And if another man can help you deal with those insecurities and say, nah, bro, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think I, I don't know if I think those are things that men have to teach men. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, like you got something in your mind. <laughs> So I was just listening to it and reflecting on your responses. And I think it's a lack of trust. Because growing up, I think there was always a piece missing. And you somewhat felt like it was your fault that piece was missing. Mm. And so you started to, at least for me, I just started to distrust. Mm. So it took longer for me to build those bonds and those relationships with anyone besides my immediate peers or my friends or so-called friends now that I know that. Yeah. But I think it was just a lack of trust there. Lack of trust there for me. Um, To this day where I still, it takes a while for me to trust anyone. So when Mm -hmm. I saw, like I said, when I saw him in Fishers, I was like, I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) Jim in Fishers, I got somebody who I know goes back. Yeah, yeah. I know it's no cut cards. There's nobody trying to take advantage. Yeah. So, you know. I think yeah. it's just a level of lack of trust. Yeah, I think that too. I think for sure, you know, and I think once again, going back, and maybe mothers teach us this too. I mean, maybe mothers have been trying. I mean, because if you hear your mom, like you said, see, your mom was always like, that ain't your friend. That ain't your friend. Mm-hmm. And that's always kind of like, don't trust everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know. I mean, it starts back from when you from when you're little stranger danger think about it it's the first thing we teach our kids don't talk to strangers don't take candy from strangers don't get in cars with strangers so it's i mean we create that whole level of distrust even you know from age two or three when you first you know start going out i think it's it's kind of embedded into our culture is to not trust people yeah, yeah. so when you do meet somebody you're kind of like why do you like me what do you want from me mm. you know you're put on guard almost automatically I feel that. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I was just thinking to myself, like, I'm like, am I ever going to let Ty stay all night with somebody? <laughs> I'm like, I ain't never stay all night nope. with nobody. <laughs> we don't do slumber parties. <laughs> nah. Outside of grandparents? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's, um, 
Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, I think so. I think that's, uh, you might be right on that. I, I never thought about that. Yeah. You're, you're taught. You're taught from, from you know, when you're two. I, I literally say this to my daughter. Don't talk to that person. You don't know them. And my daughter, the Miss Friendly, speaks to everybody. Right. And it's kind of like, like, I mean, and I think, I think kid, kids have that, you know, sweetness and that goodness. But we, as parents and as villages, we kind of give them that negative aspect. They're, they're not born like that. We teach that to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, but I had, a, I, you know, I trusted a lot of people throughout life. And like you said, Jeff, I think it's just a matter of like, even as you get older and older, you got that. You know, with this clown, you, mm-hmm. know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, to all the single mothers out there, man, you know, um, yeah, if you can find a trustworthy man that is truly a man, you know, hopefully he can give your kids some guidance, you know, your son some guidance of somewhat, you know, if it just ha- even if it's, I put it like this, I always, I always say, what you say, Jim? Said it doesn't even have to be a relationship, like an intimate relationship no. between you and the man. Just yeah. somebody to assist in God. He could be at the boys' club, right? Some but, sub, just some support. But you know, here's my thing. Let me additional ask, support. Let me ask you guys this then. All right, so there was plenty of programs, and I think I got this. Man, I, I always tell. I, I just told Chip the other day, like a lot of my, um, a lot of my reservations about people. So here's a quick story, uh, and, and and this is this is strictly because of him. And I just told you this the other day. One time, uh, shout out to my buddy Brent. Um, we in Marion basketball is real big, right? Mm-hmm. So if you play basketball, if you on the varsity team, <laughs> yeah, that ain't that bad. No, if you on the if you on the basketball team, it, it's real big in our city, and especially if you play varsity. So I mean, you go a lot of places, and a lot of things are given to you, or a lot of things like, come on in, don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It, yeah, it, it's big like that. Small you know? town. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So. Um, one time, uh, me and Brent, uh, we went somewhere, right? And uh, this guy was like, uh, hey, man, um, hey, what's up? My middle name's Frederick, so they call me Fred. Uh, it, they call me Fred throughout, you know, school. I, I, my name, my first name is Therese, but Fred, Frederick is my middle name. But anyway, uh, hey, Fred, how you doing? Uh, you and your buddy want some ice cream? And Brent was like, yeah. And I was like, nah, man, we good. You know, not even in a disrespectful way, because even though we, I think, one of the things we've always been respectful, right. you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, you know, yes, sir, no, no, thank sir, you. no thank I, you. I don't even think we use. I didn't never use no, sir. No. It was always no thank you or you know what I'm saying just because I don't know. It was just <laughs> I didn't get made to say sir. So, but yeah. anyways, like oh no thank you. And he was like, you want some? He's like no thank. I was like nah, no thank you. We're all right. I spoke for my buddy. So when we leave, my buddy was like. Um, he was like, man, what, you know, man, we that was free ice cream. Why we, you know, whatever. It was. <laughs> I can't. I think it was ice cream. I don't know, but it was. He was gonna give it to us. We didn't have to pay. And I was like, nah, man. You know, I was like, man, you don't take no handouts. Mm. I was like, don't, cause you know, I don't know what this, what this dude's intentions. I was like, man, we don't, we, man, you know, we don't take no handouts from anybody. You know what I'm saying? I don't. That dude ain't no telling what he wanted. You know, thinking two black dudes in here, you're just gonna give. And that's the kind of way that I was thinking. I got that from Chip. <laughs> like, and and I think we got it from. I D. got it from my mom. My mom was like the short Afro Angela Davis. Yeah, type. I love your mama already. <laughs> Take nothing for no white man. <laughs> she was that person. So she instilled that in me and my sister. At a young age. Yeah, and I and I adopted some of those, you know, and I was like, nah, man. And I was like, no, thank you. You know, we're all right. I wanted some of that ice cream, but right. I was like, <laughs> like, nah, we don't, you know. But anyway, but you know, 
going back to what I was saying, so like you were saying, and, and, we, and even I just what I told single women, hey, uh, you know, find a man out there who's going to be a man in your life, even if it's a coach, blah, 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 blah. But today, do you think we face a situation to where these um, mentor programs or these um, boys to men programs and all that, do you think they're not effective today? Because, it, and, and maybe, and let me, let me tell you why I think that. Because your regular Joe Schmo, myself, or you who have regular nine to fives, and, you know, we're doing all right, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, even if we have a story to tell, these kids today, because of the click of a button, they can see a man throwing money in the air and and that man tells you, you can be just like me. Follow your dreams, follow your goals. Can Chip or I compare to Jay-Z? Can we compare to that click of a button on the Internet where they actually think that they know whoever it is, that superstar, that megastar on the other end of their phone? You know what I'm saying? Like, y- do y'all get where I'm coming from? Like, you don't think that the programs with the everyday guys are not effective no nah, because what do we i mean I, i've never i one i never did it because i thought it was corny <laughs> i mean serious we i were, we were latchkey kids <laughs> we used to come home and we would be together <laughs> i thought it was corny i thought it was corny that some 50 year old white man is sitting here saying yeah yeah you know or if it was some dude and that some brother in the hood or from whoever it was i'm looking at this dude like you don't know what I'm, you don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm gonna go hang with Chip. <laughs> I mean, but you see what I'm, I mean, and that's different than I mean. And even back then, we had the influence I had was the older guys I hung with. I'm talking about now. I think think about it. I like Jay Z so much. At one point, you know, if, if I was 16, okay, let's think of who it is. Let's think of, let's just say who's a big star now. Let's say the Migos, right? If I was a 16-year-old kid, I would probably think just how connected I am to them on social media. I think I know them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what can John Doe, who works, even if he makes big money in the, you know, he ain't, if he ain't driving, no, he ain't got a platinum necklace on. He ain't driving a Benz or he ain't, you know, got 100000 He could just pull out his pocket right now. You know what I'm saying? Are those are those still effective? I understand what they try to do, but are those programs still effective? Or do you think they can be? I think they can be. I think because nowadays, kids now, they're into a lot. They, they have the freedom to be into a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, if it's a computer-based program, you see what I'm saying? Like, if you ha- have a black engineer, if you have, you know, a black app creator, something like that if it's someone that they can relate to this kid loves to code but he doesn't know any black coders if it's somebody that he can relate to i totally think it has it's effective no i'm not talking about that kid out there who already has like what you're saying no i'm talking about i'm talking about just your kid out on the corner hustling I mean, you see what I'm saying? Because like you saying, like, if a kid has, like, for example, we're talking about resources now. So if you have a kid. Not necessarily. I know tons of kids in the hood that have coded off of turned in mm-hmm. old Dell computers and stuff like but that. But they have that interest. I'm talking about that kid like myself. I didn't have an interest. All I want to do is but, go hoop. But why not? Like, why isn't it something that's piquing your interest? You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If it's something. I mean, because everybody's interested in something. Gotcha. So gotcha. maybe if you're out on the street hustling, yo, I mean, you're good at math. You know what I'm saying? So why can't you meet an accountant? Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? I I think I definitely think it has its need and its purpose. Okay, I definitely would agree. I think uh, 
there are plethora of programs that are in schools and that are in the community or in youth centers that benefit kids long term. Um, but why aren't they though? I think they our are. Youth, I just our think youth, our we're youth not are. surveying. We're looking at, like you said, you looked at this this one group, the kids who are trying to hustle in this day and age. But then there's that kid that's trying to hustle. But then the ki- there are eight or nine other kids who don't have the wherewithal or the intellect to hustle. So they're over here just not making the team. Those kids are getting a chance to be involved in some capacity with these programs, whether it be tutoring kids that are younger than them and reading or whether it's um like like c said coding whether it's it's a variety of things that so i do definitely feel like programs can be beneficial um just to expose kids if nothing else to something that's a little bit different yeah Mm -hmm. you know i mean i i guess i try to look at them and I've, i've looked into them and just try to see like the effectiveness of it because it seems like we have more kids that are are that that are going that are falling off more than ever you know what i'm saying like is it is it kind of what we talked about before see is it the is it the lack of uh is it the lack of influence from the church you know what i'm saying because the church played a major in because man we could look at it right now I knew some of the thuggest thugs, and, and, and when we grew up in, they were the church. Everybody be in the back of back the church. Back in the church cracking. <laughs> <laughs> really but you see what I'm saying? Like, is it the lack of the church? Is it the lack of, um, is, are we a society full of self? You know, because it seems like kids right now, or is it that I'm seeing it more? Is it just the influence of the internet, social media? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems right. like more kids are are falling off more at a higher level than what I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? But I think like you're, I only answer, see, go ahead. you're answering your own question because social media is there. So you're able to see those kids now who are falling off because you don't think it's Snapchat worse? and all those different platforms it's a, are available for you to click a button and see yourself. And kids so, are being raised different. Yeah, and and parenting is different. Pa- so yeah. that's kind of yeah. so I, I would agree you're just you're just being exposed to it because of the technology. But if, you don't think if, it's getting worse? If if they would have had Snapchat and Facebook Live and we were coming through school, yeah, and we were in in middle school and high school, what would be on the internet if they had that when we were coming through? But you're kind of you're kind of saying what I'm saying though. Don't you think that is making it worse? I don't. No, I don't think it's, you think it's what you're saying. You think it's the same though? That you think it's the you think the um, the the behavior of kids and you know, some of the, the problems that we're seeing along with teenager and kids today, you think you don't think it's you don't think it's at an all time high of, you know, falling off or whatever went the failure or whatever you want to call it. Or the lack of interest to even be successful. I mean, I just think it's it's a different age. It's a totally different age. I mean, when I was growing up, when you got out of school, you did your homework, you went to play outside. Right. You play first of all, you played. You didn't come in and play the game. You didn't come in and get on the phone. You didn't come and get on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. Snapchat. You were actually outside. Like, I couldn't sit in the house. Like, why? But why would you want to? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, kids are connecting in a. It's it's they're connecting differently. They're connecting right. all online. They're connecting on Snapchat. I think they're, the influences are a little different too, man. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you it's it's saying? totally like, it's totally different. If you, even if you just look at the 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 evolve the evolution of music, hip hop itself. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I just watched this clip and it was like in the it was like in the 80s they talked about not doing drugs. And 
in the 90s, they talked about I had to sell drugs to raise my family. Right. <laughs> and uh, I think it was like 2000s. It talked. It, it was bragging about selling drugs. Yeah. And then now in today's time, it's they're talking about doing drugs. They're talking about doing drugs. It's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't, I don't, my thing is, man, I think the influences that we had are totally different than what they have now. That's why I think, to me, in my opinion, that things are worse because who are their influences? Who are the people that they're looking up to? You know what I'm saying? Like than what we had. You know, even even me looking up to Chip, it still was. I knew he was going to college. Mm-hmm. He graduated before me. Guess where I knew he went? I knew he went to college. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, damn, I got to do that too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like those type of things, you know, that the the work ethic was a little bit different, I think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Than what it is today. So I think kids now aren't exposed to those positive influences in a manner in which we were back in the day. Right, right, right. Um, I think parents... In, in examples that I've had, I see more negotiation with kids instead of telling them what they are and aren't going to do. Like my mother, it was no question. You're going to college. I don't care what you're going to school. So uh, I think nowadays we're, I see more what I see from my experience. And that's in education now for 18 years. God, I'm telling my age. Um, <laughs> I see more of a negotiation than I have before. And in terms of the rap music and the influences and the I see it every day. We, I, I call it dope fiend rap. Yeah. Because it's like, man, this dude is talking about mixing up these different substances, drinking it until they lean and it does off yeah. and nod off. And that's cool. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a thing. Yeah. It's, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it's, it's scary. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I've always think about that, man. Like, I, I didn't, I never thought about, you know, mentors until... I was, you know, like I talk about Grady in a mm-hmm. but King K episode. I didn't think about mentors. I was like, man, I'm with my buddies, uh, you know. And, I, and like you said, y'all, I think it was a trust thing. Like, you know, I, I don't know this dude, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of goes into that too, man. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I, school is different too, though. I mean, the programming is t- now, I mean, they're teaching to the test. That's a sensitive subject with me. I know it is, and I'm <laughs> glad you're here because my mother-in-law is a teacher. She teaches at 42, okay. and we've had this conversation a lot. And I think, I, I mean, I remember taking ISEP, you know, growing up, but I also remember being able to read for pleasure in school and not just necessarily to focus on the comprehension, but to read and to understand what I'm reading about and to be able to explain it to somebody else. Okay, I know this isn't the topic of the show. So <laughs> no, go ahead, but, man. Go ahead, go ahead. You know, um, I always try to frame this for folks in this way. Uh, the economy dictates mm-hmm. the educational system. Mm-hmm. So when the factories were booming in the 80s and we could get out of high school and walk straight into a factory job at the foundry and at GM and at Ford, Mm-hmm. You needed a certain type of employee. Mm-hmm. Okay, you needed that employee who could follow directions, could read something off some a script or something along those lines, and make sure that they follow suit. Um, nowadays, the economy is is requesting thinkers, so they are pushing for people to analyze and think about a situation to come up with a solution that's why you'll see your kids being able to if they have a math problem they're going to be able to come up with 
four to five different ways to solve that same equation. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just really want to see if the kid is going to think. Or if it's a, a reading passage, they'll read multiple texts and then come up or summarize those multiple texts. Um, so I just think it's different now. And what's being asked from by the employer is different. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do as educators or in education is send the best product to the folks to get because our job is to make sure they're productive citizens and they're a viable part of society so if if ford or if these fortune 500 companies are saying i want somebody that fits this particular bill so i don't have to go over or mode so i don't have to go overseas to find my employee then that's what we have we have to change the way we educate because of that whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, that's what the economy is asking for us to do. So that's why it's dictating things. That's, I, I appreciate that. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> and Sorry also to that. those people out there thinking Trump's going to bring all these jobs back, even if he brings all the jobs back and he taxes whoever it is, for the individuals out there thinking that it's going to be uh, it's going to be like it was in the 80s and the early 90s, first of all, if all the, if all the factories come back to America, right? And he taxes whatever he has to do. Think about this. For every there now technology is taken away. One 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 robot or one one robot can take away fifty Five jobs. jobs. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. yeah you know you, what I'm saying? So like if you're thinking just because he's gonna bring because I went in we went on a tour in GM. I mean you should see that place look like a You know, it's like it's crazy because there's so many robotic looking machines now to where that man people, 20 people, man, and 20 people on a line. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, you know, to all that, all the individuals thinking it's going to change our, you know, the culture, you know, like. Oh, like it's going to change the culture. It's not necessarily going to be thinking. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to anyway. But anyway, that's a whole nother whole nother conversation. That's your president. That's your prayer. <laughs> no, it's ours. We just got to deal with it. <laughs> right. Um, but no, nah, man, what I want to talk about, C might tone out on. No, nah, you know what? I don't think she will because, you know, Maddie might be a hooper or something. She hey, might play some sports. She just may. But shout out to D. Murph. Uh, check out his podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he talks about sports on there. So, he you does. know, but uh, no, nah, shout him out. We, we you know. We repost his, uh, he shows mad love. I repost his podcast. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, uh, what I want to talk about you, man, We, you know, we love sports and we love basketball. We both play basketball. You used to not let me score whenever I, we tried to play, never let me score. So it made me better. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but nah, man, what I wanted to talk about is, you know, we want to talk about the subject of AAU versus high school basketball. Uh Give me your thoughts, man. <laughs> so it's a necessary. I'm an advocate of both, but I think I enjoy high school basketball. Right. I enjoy the structure of high school basketball versus AAU. I think everybody is running, shooting AAU. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do enjoy rivalries. You know, I do enjoy, you know, one person having to make every everyone better. Even if you are the star, you got to figure out how to play. And, you know, I just I just like that concept, man. Although I like AAU. I do. I do enjoy AAU. But it seems like you hate high school basketball. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. So, but go ahead. Um, you know, it's, it's this. My, my theories have evolved over years. So let me say, <laughs> let me start with that. 
I do feel like uh, AAU basketball is a necessary evil. Um, I enjoy high school basketball. I enjoy the rivalries. Going back to the East, moving to the East Coast and seeing how they operate in terms of basketball and then coming back home and seeing the rivalries and the big games and the stadiums packed, it's, a, it's apples and oranges. So it's nothing like this. Yeah, yeah. Nothing me, like Indiana basketball. Let me pre- Yeah, right. So let me preface this entire statement with Okay, with all right, all right, all right. All right. So one reason I feel like it's it's necessary is because when you simply have high school coaches, they have control. Mm. Uh, and they have control of the communication with colleges. They have control over the finances that are involved in amateur athletics. So, like, there's so many different variables that AAU sort of breaks the mold for. So you think that also with along with that, parent involvement isn't big in high school you don't you don't really have that much of a say you don't really have that much of a choice in in high school so meaning meaning i can take i have the opportunity if my son's not working out on this aau team come on with me you can go to this other AAU. you're not getting you're not getting a chance to play so like like you you will use i'll use my our high school as an example okay it's one high school in that town yes so I'm a, I'm a, you said I could be completely and utterly oh, come honest. On, come on, come on. So uh, when I was coming through, it was like an unwritten rule. There were going to be seven to eight blacks on the varsity, but there were going to be the rest of the team would be made up of whites. That's one. On the bas- on the floor, actually, on the, you, in order to start, you more than likely had, when I was coming through, you had to be in the top three black players to start. The other two positions were basically set for – a white boy. White person. Male that came in would sit in the coach's drawer. You wouldn't even get your letters to respond back in a timely manner to um, your coach. Like it was just so there's so many different things that AAU eliminates because now those coaches, you're able to basically see those coaches during the open period. Mm. Then you're able to communicate directly with someone who's not tied or affiliated to their self-interest, mm. which is the, the arc, they wanted to win this IHSAA state championship. They're right, not right, thinking right. about this kid and his future and going off to college and putting them in Do the you best think, position possible. Gotcha. Do you think there's less politics in AAU? Because AAU's starting to change now. But well, if you just look at the structure of AAU. My, my thing is exposure. Okay. I, I love okay. the idea of when you play AAU, it's about you and what you do. And if you do your thing on the court, then that coach after the game is going to come and talk to you. Okay. And you're not, it's not dictated by playing time or if somebody was a sponsor or a booster for the high school team, mm. whether they get in the game or whether they have to be on the team. Or even or if they make set, the team, yeah. Or even yeah, if yeah. they make the team. Yeah, 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 so yeah. there are so many different variables such as So that. the best play the best in AAU. That's, that's how it's, I look yes, at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, man, I think um, – I mean, I feel you on that. You know, one of the things I think that, you know, goes into goes into conversation. I think, like I said, I think there's a gift and curse to AAU. You know, I think that is the best players end up playing on the best teams and those who get the exposures to where I think in high school you may be able to see uh, a Division two player make his way in high school and say, okay, I can I can play here, but you know he may not get on the AAU team. He may not get on the AAU team to where in to where in high school 
he's going to get some shine. Now, once you said the coach has a lot of control there, and that kind of can eliminate that too, you know, depending on what kind of coach you get. You know, we just seen Chip and I just went to a high school basketball team, basketball game, and this mother, she was, she was in the crowd, sister girl was in the crowd. I mean, pissed. You see it all over her face because they were doing her son wrong. And there was nothing that she can do or there was nothing that anyone can do because he was playing for a high school basketball team where his coach oh, was. Oh, trust me. I saw it. I went to Lawrence North. <laughs> coach Jack Kiefer has been the coach for 30-plus years. Yeah, so, it's his game. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we I seen. Get, I see it. Yeah, we've seen coaches come in and be like, well, no, we, you can't have a tattoo. So you get cut. Yeah. Now, what that's the Division two player that may be just good enough to go to a Division two play. Uh, he may not be a star, but he can go to a Division two college. He can get a scholarship and go exactly. to school. Exactly. Now you're ruining this kid's life right. forever. So then he has to go to AAU. I mean, I've heard stories of your hair can't be a certain length. Yeah. So people are going to the barbershop before the game because the way they wear their hair or they can't express themselves. I'm like, who are you to tell me or my child? how they can wear their hair yeah yeah that, that's just amazing so like, i'm so not ready be, for this. <laughs> be under that type of control mm -hmm. so what if you decide that you're not gonna cut your hair mm -hmm. low enough to where it's appropriate or how this coach deems necessary then they cut you right? yeah yeah it's just it's, and then you don't and, and then you don't, you don't a chance to, yeah so do you sacrifice during that time frame and cut your hair low enough or then what yeah. kind of person what, what message are you sending yeah. that you must conform the rest of your life like you're sending messages constantly we're kind of, as the adults or the people in charge we're signal senders so we're sending messages to our kids oh my god if my father is rushing me leaving work early to rush me to the barbershop or giving me uh, uber and some yeah. money to go to the barbershop so i can get a haircut so i can play in this basketball game when I when you when that child goes home, he's gonna look at or hold that coach in high regard. Like mm. we're it's a message. Like mm. I just, it's just it's, it's just amazing to me that we don't see through it because we're caught up in. We want to win the state. We want to go to the yeah. semi state. We want to yeah. go to IHSA. What 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 if we decided that we were going to step away from being under IHSA? Lala Muir is not under any IHSA. They making yeah. a killing. They get the killing. best talent in the country, and they go so, and they all going and D1. they're number and they're all going D one, which is the goal to use basketball as a platform to better your life long term. Yes, yes. You know what's crazy? One thing that I've always that I've never liked about. Um, like you said, see, you just said that coach been there for how long? He's been there 30 places. So my thing is, here's the thing. So a lot of coaches get their tenure because they end up getting some studs and they win a championship in the early 90s and the early 80s, and they're still there today. You, And a lot of times, a lot of these coaches don't make the transition to adapt to these kids. So what happens is they're trying to make these kids look like the kids of the 90s or have the attitude of the kids of the 90s. And these kids are tiptoe, like we talked about earlier. These kids are totally different now. Yeah. You have to have a different approach with these kids. And what's happening, these kids aren't, they're not conforming to how you want them to be. Then what's happening is you're getting them cut or you're sitting them on the end of a bench. And everybody knows, I told Chip, there was this one guy that, I'm not going to mention his name, but there was this one guy that I know that I I know he could have played more than what he the, than what he did. He was a clown. He had fun, and he was just on the edge of not playing and on the edge of playing. And if he played, he would have been okay. So the coach didn't ever play him. Man, this dude's. It, I think that ruined his life. 
literally he was a good dude he didn't play next thing i know man this dude went to selling drugs and up getting killed because mm. of selling drugs mm. and i'm telling you man that coach would have changed that man's life i think he could have I think he would have been all right, man. I mean, you agree? You know what I'm saying? I like, definitely, I definitely feel like, you know, the clowning around was a defense mechanism. He right. wasn't getting the reward that he wanted, which yes. was to play. So he was joking and he was cool with us. But, but deep down, he wanted to deep, play. Deep, deep down, he wanted, he wanted to play. To. And he could And he, sh- he, and he should have played. But that's yes. the thing. It would have been difficult for he should have played. It would have been difficult for him to crack the lineup. But nah, he, he would have played, played, though. He, he would have played. It came off the bench and played. And that would have been good enough for him. Yep. It surely would have. It needs to go back to old school days when everybody gets a, t- a turn it back. Mm. I don't know about all that. Then why have me on the team? <laughs> no. If I'm not going to play, no, why no. have me on the team? Oh, no, I agree with you saying. If you're on the team and you're going to make this team. I need to be able to play. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yep. I agree with you saying there. I'm not saying, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be the worst. You know what I'm saying? But if I, if I made the team, I, I need to have was, some playing time. I thought you were saying uh, pay no. to play. Everybody gets, no. No, 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 <laughs> everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. No, everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what you were saying. No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So, no. but I'm um, sorry, ladies. I know a lot of a lot of a lot of ladies listen to the podcast mm-hmm. due to due to see and. Sorry, we was talking sports there. No, hopefully some of them may have sons and some yeah, of them true, may have or, or daughters true. because I have several friends that play AAU too. And it's the same thing. It's, it's, the, same, thing. it's the same thing on same both thing. sides. Same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast about that because I think that, you know, when you start looking at the influence of sports and uh, the involvement that these parents, parents get involved in these kids' sports, uh, you have to. You have to go even if you feel if your son's not playing, you think he should be playing. Now. We have to be realistic with our kids. (laughs) I knew you were going to say this. (laughs) You have to be realistic. If you know that's not your kid's gift and he's on the team just because he hustled, if he's – just because he's on the team don't mean he's better than a star player. <laughs> right. <laughs> Be realistic with yourself. Uh, you know what I mean? I think that's one of the things that was happening. I think that's one of the one of the things that's ruining our sports, pay to play. Mm. Now they're paying and they're saying, hey, my son should be playing. He's better than everybody on the team anyway. No, he's not. No, or, he is not. Or I paid for participation, so now yeah. I deserve a X amount. I of deserve him time. to start. No, he de- he's not. He's not better than. <laughs> he needs to really, really be. I'm in not right. ready for this. He one. needs to be in right field and you know, <laughs> flicking dandelions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But man, Chip, I'm glad you came on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks for yeah. coming on. It's an honor. Yeah, Thank man. you. We uh, we get into that hour, so hopefully everybody enjoyed this. A uh, little bit of change. We had a. You know, man, like I said, we, you know, C and I like bringing on guests and just, you know, just having these real conversations. What is it? What's our saying, C? Real conversations with real people. There we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who's talking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> this Pepsi got me. Nah, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, nah, please, um, like I said, all the new listeners, please go to our SoundCloud, um, iTunes. If you have uh, Apple iTunes, go on there. Please subscribe, follow, leave a comment, rate us, give us a five star. Same thing on SoundCloud. You know, we're there. Make sure you put in the Stakes is High podcast. Mm-hmm. Stakes is High podcast. So yes. we tell you all that in the beginning, but yeah, yeah just I just want to make sure I put that out there. So. Yes, I appreciate that. You think you'll see? Shout outs. Oh, go ahead. Oh, let me go. Podcast brothers. Hey, what up, Flaw? I seen you in the po- I seen you in the t-shirt today. Look, looking fresh, homie. <laughs> I got t-shirts for sale, everybody. So go to the um, Instagram or message us if you want a t-shirt. Um, so podcast brothers, shout out to y'all. Real and raw. Um, D Murph, the Drunken Knights. Good morning, beautiful. 
um yeah, good Danny morning, and Cleo. Good morning, beautiful. Y'all come on back. We want to, you know, y'all on a little break. I know y'all, uh, we need y'all to come back. We need that good content. Junk Mind Sober Thoughts, TOS. TOS, shout us out. <laughs> yeah, TOS, thank you yeah. for making us the podcast of the week. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Shout we out, appreciate shout that. out, fellas. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anybody in the Potter and family, there's so many of um there's so many of you and just thank you all for the support and for the love the, the community love is real and we are so thankful hey so just say you. word podcast i'm waiting on my shirt bro yeah i, I sent my shirt out. i he, like it see, yeah see see it uh he said he was just sending us some shirts uh cool so i mean we keep saying um uh uh, D Murph. That's the podcast is called Why Not Sports. Why Not Sports? Yeah, with we got to yeah check out Why Not Sports. We just keep saying D Murph. D Murph is the guy because he knows who it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, check out Why Not Sports um, podcast queens. I heard you guys are coming back in two weeks, so you know we're looking out for that. Um, uh, who we got? I, I gotta because people shout us out, so I gotta. Go. I know there's yeah, there's yeah. so many there's Danny so and Cleo many show. Check them out. They are hilarious. They're, they're hysterical. Yeah, it's America. <laughs> they're married and they got a couple's podcast. I think C's, I think E's been trying to give C a, C a little message. He, want, he, <laughs> he, he wants the podcast. He wants to start a podcast. What up, E? <laughs> <laughs> so we got the jazz. We got to give them some shouts. Um, the Second Shift Podcast. Um, there's, again, there's just so many of you yeah, guys yeah, that we so listen to. Everybody um, in that pot, you know, the Potter and uh, the Potter and family. Pie squad and all that yeah. good stuff. Hey, Drunken Nights, what up, man? I, yeah. This is my second episode telling y'all I need to come on that show, so I need to holler at y'all. <laughs> I got a topic for y'all. Oh, man. here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and we're going to get some Tito's. We're going to get, we're gonna, I'm going to bring my man Chip with me, too, man. We're oh, gonna, Lord. We're going to get our drink on. <laughs> Yeah, man. But everybody, thanks for listening. Um, We see you guys, you know, next week. All right. Stakes is high. Peace. Good night.